0: When we go Jonathan what have you done to dream the impossible dream there's no escape for you the high table wants your life to rise. Right. The of right our own. Tell me what you want. Persage. I can't help you. To reach the unreachable star Do you expect him to make it out? A 14 million dollar bounty on his head. every wood in the city wants a piece of it. I say the odds are about even dark five seconds. John Wick, Excommunicado in effect in three, two, one. And away we go. just a conversation with you john Reach, the unreach What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne and today we will be reviewing John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. I am joined by myself tonight. No guests, no members from the Cinemania crew, just me and my lonesome tonight to review this movie. Um, everyone seems kind of busy, everyone's kind of busy tonight, everyone's either seeing the movie or just tied up with everything, so it's just me tonight, everyone, I haven't done a lonesome review in quite some time, so usually I would have Tyler or even Alex since I saw it with Alex, but, uh, Tyler is super busy and Alex is at work, so there's that, but, um, just me tonight, so I'm glad to be, but I am glad to be talking about John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, really long title, but, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. So if you don't know already, and or been living under a rock, John Wick 3 Chapter, whoop, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum is about the super assassin John Wick who was on a run after killing a member of the International Assassinations Guild. And with the $14 million price tag on his head, he's the target of hit men and women all across the world and must find a way to escape this triumph. Alright, so John Wick was, of course, directed by Chad Stahelski. He directed the first John Wick film. Um, I'm not sure if he did. I don't think he directed the second one, but he did direct, indeed, the first one. So, that's kind of interesting. Um, And it stars, of course, Keanu Reeves as John Wick himself, Halle Berry as Sophia, Ian McShane as Winston, Lawrence Fishburne as Bowery King, and Asia Kate Dillon as The Adjusticator. Now, first things first. I saw this movie on Tuesday at a nice little screening, but I wasn't able to review it because uh, I was back and forth everywhere. I wasn't able to review it um, Tuesday night after I got back because my gear was at my gear was at work. It's just a long story. Um, so it's Thursday, and I'm finally able to talk about it. It's been sitting in my head for since Tuesday now. So since it's been sitting in my head for a while um but I have to say I really enjoyed it that's my thoughts I enjoyed it a lot more I think the, my screening crowd enjoyed it a lot as well very brutal very gritty um very like uh emotional in some ways very action packed and when I say action packed I mean there's like very little rest spots in this movie it's it's majority the majority of the film is action centric and it's like an 80s. Long take of just action and fight scenes and shootouts and all that stuff, which I really liked at first, but then I did I did feel like it was getting a little dragged on a little bit. Um, this movie is a two hour and ten minute runtime, and I definitely don't think it needed it to be. Um, it could have been a solid a solid I would say like hour 50 minutes maybe hour 40 but no 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 like no shorter than maybe like an hour 40 i would say but two hours and 10 minutes for this film does does not need to be there because by the last fight scene I don't know if anyone else felt this way but I certainly was like oh, okay this is this is a lot of a lot it's, it's it's like overwhelming the amount of fight scenes at some points but that doesn't take away from how the from the film's quality because it, it is a very very um, enjoyable fun film and I do want to see it again cuz I had a really good time going to screenings like this for these kind of movies are always fun because everyone you know what you're going to get and it's not your, you're not it's not your typical uh, PG-13 action. It's R-rated action. There's some gruesome, violent uh, kill scenes in this movie. It's like it's like playing a uh, Mortal Kombat game at some point. It's in some parts a uh, really good game by the way. Go just go check that out, Mortal Kombat. Um, 12, I believe that's out, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's, I think it's 11, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a very fun film, um, John Wick, basically, he is a Mortal Kombat character at this point, with those headshots, and, you know, all the, all the moves and all that stuff, it's very, he's very fun to watch, Keanu Reeves is, um, you can tell does most of his stunts still in this film, he's becoming more, he's, he's becoming some sort of a, uh, you know, Tom Cruise slash Ethan Hunt kind of character, where he, you can tell, you can definitely tell he does most of his stunts, the the hard-hitting stuff, I don't believe he's doing that to his back, if he is, then props to him, but yeah, he was great, um, I, I kept saying that this is John, this is this role of John Wick is Keanu Reeves. calling call. You know, uh, you can tell he's into this role. You can tell he's he's um, enjoying everything he's doing. You can tell that he's having a great time, not having to worry about taking this role kind of seriously. And I enjoyed that. You know, I enjoyed watching him sort of in his element and stuff in this film. And you know, I it, it's it's one of those films that um, you sort of have to in some ways, I won't say in all ways but in some ways you totally have to leave your brain at the door because there's just just a lot of stuff going on, you know but, yeah, definitely one of my favorites of the year. Uh, definitely had so much fun watching watching the uh, movie and watching John Wick just kick all kinds of ass. Um, I also really enjoyed Halle Berry. I learned a lot of people going into the movie was worried about Halle Berry because, you know, she hasn't really had the best track record. Um, and I'm definitely not that. I'm not, I'm not that guy who's, like, so, like over Halle Berry I know a lot of people are but I'm, not me I mean I like when I see Halle Berry here and there you know it's nice she's a nice Hollywood face that you know when you when you see it's in a movie you get oh, okay Halle Berry's in this you know that's how I feel about her character like her you know as far as in movies like you know I didn't mind her in Kingsman 2 like a lot of people did but, um, yeah, she was in this, and I liked her. She was very vicious, and she was a badass and stuff, and her dogs were so dope. Um, the choreography as far as, like, her and her dogs, and those were actual trained dogs. It's funny because a lot of people thought that, you know, a lot of the things in this movie were was CGI just because how can you do that? And, like, her dogs does a lot of things where you're like, how does that happen how does those dogs learn how to do that but those are real dogs those are trained dogs that they were using in the film uh john wick is riding keanu reeves is riding on an actual horse in Times square in the movie like a lot of this was very practical and i really really enjoyed that i mean you'll have your few few, like, CGI, maybe, like, one or two scenes where it's, like, CGI, but the majority of it is practical, and I like that, because, you know, a lot of movies with today's technology, they feel, hey, every single thing has to be CGI now, or, you know, everything has to be special effects, and I don't think that's the case all the time, and I and I love movies like John Wick and Mission Impossible that show that, you know, actual stunts and practical elements of a film is that can go a long way you know i love my avengers films but once i what but once i see the behind the scenes of my avengers films and marvel films like the amount of things that are computer generated it's just so much at times even like a street like you know what i mean you couldn't find a street to go walk walk around in like it has to be green screen all the time or like a forest has to be green screen you couldn't find of any forest in the u.s or the world that you could film that um so i appreciate movies like john wick and you know mission impossible and all these kind of you know centric smaller budget action movies who actually find these locations to work at so that's one of the main that was one of my high points of the movies, knowing that i would, most of the stuff and the stunt work was practical and um, you could tell this is a lot of movie that you have a lot of stunt people a lot of choreographers and stuff like that and uh, with that being said this is probably one this is probably in my eyes like one of the best fight choreographed movies I've ever watched like um, I'm only 24 years old, and I, I've seen my fair share of movies and fight movies and action movies and stuff. But I can't remember a movie where I'm just so like, wow! Like, look at the camera work with those C, with the scene. Look at the look at these fight moves. How do they come up with that part and that part? And just like it was so well done as far as on that team, the choreographers deserve so much uh, deserve so much praise, and all the guys that you know, Keanu, that pr- pretty much all of the guys are there who are for in these fight scenes with Keanu Reeves are there to service him and they and they never outshine him and stuff and they always make sure that he's the, the main star of this choreographed scene even though they're more of course experienced as far as fight choreography goes but it's so great you know cuz like you know you just don't realize how much work as far as like stunt people and i guess it's that's me you know being friends with uh christina from the page who's a stunt who's a stunt person you don't realize how much work they do behind the scenes but i definitely want to get a shout out to them because the stunts and the choreography in this movie was so great the cinematography was really good <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of like moments when they're in these kind of areas and locations and set pieces that it's so amazing to watch on a big screen and luckily this screening that I went to was on a decent was a decent size enough screen where you're just looking back you know you're sitting back and then just enjoying the scope of the movie and I definitely enjoyed that I'm definitely gonna have to check it out again in IMAX I know it's gonna look amazing but yeah it's just one of those really really gorgeous. Um, films to watch and I definitely enjoyed that because of course they're focusing most on the fight scenes and the action and stuff but like the cinemas I've never seen that's why like that's why I kept saying like I kept I've never seen such a beautiful action movie, like, maybe, like, since, like, Blade Runner 2049, um, and even f- Mission Impossible Fallout, like, another, another beautiful, f- cine- like, you know, film that's very well cinematography and directed and stuff like that, I'm, I'm twisting my tongue, but it's just, like, so that's that. That was one of the main things that I was coming out of the film just on such a high of was just the cinematography, the, the direction, the camera work. Definitely a um, a well directed action movie. It, it, the, the, the nothing nothing feels wasted. It's not one of those like quick cut action sequence action movies like Mile Twenty Two, where like we have we have five different cuts in an action. It's like these long take action sequences and I just love that so many creative things as far as like how people die it felt like in a way it felt like an action kind of uh final destination movie by the way people were dying in this film this just so expected it's like so like phenomenal to watch and so cool I really liked it that's so I don't know if, if you can't tell right now how much I liked it um then I don't know it was definitely one of my favorites of the year I definitely liked it um but it's not perfect. I won't say that it's a perfect film because one thing coming out of this film that I did not like was of course the runtime. It feels very long it does because there's a lot of times and there's a lot of scenes that doesn't need to be in the movie like a, he goes he goes to a lot of areas and locations which is nice and stuff. It's a nice change of pace, but at the end of the day, we know why we're here. You know why we're here. A lot of these, like, rest hold spots where, like, nothing really is happening. Um, There's, like, one or two that really, like, you know, makes sense for his character and the emotions of the story. But there's also a lot that are just there, you know, or just John Wick talking to some random person that we don't know about his future or something like that. It's just weird at times. And also, um, the ending, I did not like the ending. I thought the ending was very, very bad um, because I have been leaving, I, I left my brain at the door for this movie and, like, the, you know, the scope and the, uh, the lengths of these action sequences, but by the end, I'm just like, guys, like, I know my brain is over there, but... <laughs> This is a little too far-fetched. The ending, um, yeah, it's just that was probably one of the only things that I did not like. Um, just the ending, and then I felt like the movie was way too long, and the pacing is kind of, kind of wonky. But um, there, there wasn't too much story, but the action definitely uh, pays up, pays up for it, and you know, it's one of those films that. You're going in there watching it for the action. If you want a story based on Wick film, that'll be the first one. Uh, when you know when you really get the emotions from his him losing his wife and his and his dog. Uh, the the last two have been very focused. Have been much more focused on the action side of these movies and giving you that 80s slash 90s kind of action film, which I don't mind. Still, there's a time and a place, I guess, for these kind of movies. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Um, another high, another high spot too. And I thought the cast was great. Everyone did well. There wasn't a, there wasn't anyone in the movie that I thought was annoying. I, I liked everyone. Um, Lance Reddick too. He was great. Um, Asia Kate Dillon, who I who I'm becoming a huge fan of. She plays sort of the villain of this movie, and she's in Orange. She was in Orange is the New Black, and she was in Billions. Um, she was great. I thought she was awesome. I thought I don't. People might think that she was a little bit, I guess, like by-the-numbers kind of villain, but I, I liked it. I thought she was really, really cool. I thought she was fun to watch and stuff. So, yeah, I think I I, 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 I enjoyed this film. It's not perfect, of course, but by the end, I would sp- I would probably give this movie an A. Uh, I wanted to give it an A+, because I just loved it so much, but there is a lot of stuff that you can nit- nitpick about it. Um, but, yeah, definitely one of those a uh, very, very fun movies. You, you guys should definitely check it out this weekend if you can. So yeah, and as far as the uh, the trilogy, it's a trilogy now. Uh, I'm not sure if there's gonna be a fourth one. The movie kind of sets up a fourth one, but we'll see. But if I had to rank the franchise so far, I would definitely still go number one. Number one, just like it's really strong on all the aspects as far as the action, the pacing, the comedy slash humor, and the emotions. Like I I really I watched it. I watched. I rewatched it over again over the weekend, and I just the emotions of him losing everything is just so, like, it's just so sad, and I love that. So, the first one still is up there for me. And then I'll put number chapter 3 as, you know, number 2, and then chapter 2 as the third. So, my ranking for the John Wick franchise as of right now is 1, 3, and 2. Um, 2 was fun, but it wasn't as strong as 1 and 3. One, 3 is strong, but, like, uh, strong as well as far as the as far as the the direction, and the action, and all that goes, um, but yeah, all of them are equally enjoyable, though, all of them are very, very fun, not one of them is bad, so, definitely, so far, a really successful franchise, I'm excited to see where this goes, and stuff, so, yeah, I'm just very interested. But, yeah, guys, that is my review for John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. If you've seen this movie or you want to see this movie, let us know what you thought about it. on Whether you listen to this on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, Podbean... Uh, Twitter, all that stuff. Let us know what you thought about it in the comments. Wherever you're listening, it wherever wherever you're listening to it. Jesus, what's going on? Uh, this is why I have co-hosts because by the end of the by by the end of an episode, my mouth gets dry and I start twisting up my tongue. But that's just that's just how it goes, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I won't be posting this on YouTube because you know, copywriting. The song in the trailer. I don't want to get flagged or anything. So this might just might be just for like you know the Podbean and Spotify's and all that stuff. So if you want to follow us, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. Once again, Messy FM Radio. And Pod B. make sure you give us a follow, subscribe, all that stuff um, that you do on all those sites and stuff like that. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. You can find me. My name is Dwayne. Once again, the host of the Cinemaniac World podcast. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cinemaniac ninety four. Instagram is at Cinemaniac nineteen ninety four. And yeah. Thank you, thank you guys for joining us. I will talk to you soon. The next show will be tomorrow night hopefully. I'm finally seeing Book Smart, so that'll probably probably be tomorrow night's review, Book Smart. So get ready for that. And then Saturday we have a couple of shows going up as far as our Dead to Me review, Netflix review with Shannon and I. And then Sunday, of course, we'll have a Cinemedia Nightmare show with Lucy. She wasn't able to make it out today, but we'll have that show. And then we'll have the last episode of Throne Watch on Sunday. Well, not last episode of Throne Watch, but like the last, the finale episode. You know it's Game of Thrones season finale, which should be interesting, and then we also have the box office beatdown on Sunday. So tune in to all these upcoming shows, and you can also check out our archive. We are now 183 shows in the book, so any of those, all those shows are available uh, on Podbean, Spotify, Messy FM Radio, um, YouTube, all that stuff. You can find them everywhere. If you want to go back, look listen to some old shows. I know there's, there's actually been a lot of people who have been going back to listen to old shows if you're just finding us. So if you're new here, thank you for clicking on. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dwayne. I'm so happy for you to have you guys here. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is the Cinemania World Podcast. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.